Good evening, everybody. I am Straight Jacket Jim here tonight with Natty for a little bit different podcast. Going back to a bit alive and dangerous here. It's going to be fun, isn't it, Natty? We like taking risks here at Game on Oz. I'm sure we're not going to have any tech difficulties at all. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure I sorted all the tech difficulties in the warm up because there were a few. We got there in the end. That's why we're a little bit late, but we got there. But yes, welcome to everybody watching, especially to our Goa members who um, are paid members here for us to get the uh, added benefits of having their own little channel in our Discord as well as some uh, money, like some discounts that they can get to various things as well. So thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of that. And thank you to everybody else for, for tuning in and watching. It's a, it's a big week coming up, Natty. We've got a couple of things going on for Goa. Oh my goodness, it's a huge week. Yeah. I think first I'm going to totally brag about Saturday's event coming up, if you don't mind me doing I'll that. For it. I'd, I'd be bragging about it if I was there. Heck yeah. So on Saturday, the lovely folks in Adelaide um, and our Goa members are going to join me at the Stag with Eddie Williams, the strongest man in the country and surprisingly a man who has the most wonderful singing voice in the world, which is just yeah, who would have thought those two things go together? That clip of him Nuts. on Australia's Got Talent, that's that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I, I feel like next time we have an Adelaide catch-up, it has to be at a karaoke venue. It just has to be. Um, I'll, I'll get up there and do some backup singing for Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not too late to register if anybody wants to register for the event, and they're going to be in South Australia on Saturday between 4 and 6 o'clock. Yep, Feel just free put a to link in come chat down. for people that, uh, that are yes. to come along. Oh, man, I'm going to have to... Oh, you've already done that because yep. you're awesome. That's it. Awesome. Quick or the dead around um, here. <laughs> so Goa is going to be taking care of some lovely drinks and some food for us, so it's just going to be a casual catch-up. Um, and some awesome people are coming. I know a few people from the Adelaide Game Dev community are going to be popping down and some people from the Adelaide um, Twitch community as well. So it's going to be a good day, good mingling, drinks and fun and get lots of game chat, which will be wonderful. Good chance to catch up with everybody and meet some new friends and old ones. Yeah, well, I'm really looking forward to seeing who's coming because I, I don't have the... Uh, the list yet of who's who's registered so mm. I, I, I know lots of people said they're coming so looking yeah. forward to it be surprised yeah. tonight yeah well, well I kind of like that idea actually just rock up and, and see who I see yeah nice. who doesn't love a good surprise <laughs> yeah. so that's happening Saturday night for for Adelaide there but also on Saturday during the day we're having a community event for Rocket League as well so this is just a small community organized event Nothing, nothing too big. Just playing, playing for fun. So if uh, if you're keen, drop into our Discord. Um, there's also, I think, I think Battlefire. Hang on, I don't think I got a command for this, but uh, tournament. Gameonoz.com, I think it is. Hang on. I think that's the one. Oh, and Gam, we are definitely getting some um, pictures at the event. No worries about that. Oh yes, pixel. <laughs> Exactly. Well, that's the kind of world we live in now. Got to have those grand moments. That's it. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Rocket League tournament because it was really exciting last time we had one. Obviously, that one was open to everybody, but mm -hmm. uh, we're keeping this one just to the to the Goa community. So, if you're tuning in um, and want to join us, just once um, 
Jim gets a link up there. Just yep. follow that through, and you can register yep. and and join us for some fun games. Which will, yeah, which the will be the tournament game on Oz does go to our Battlefire page, but links directly to the Forza tournament that we run. But I've just put a link in. Uh, in there, but you can use the if you tournament.gameonoz.com to get to our Battlefire page and then find the uh, find the the sign up sheet for Rocket League there. So it's going to be good fun. Yeah. Like yeah, we had like we the last Rocket League tournament was just good. Like we had the 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 voice channel chats in Discord for the teams that were playing, but everybody that was competing just sort of hung out in another communal voice chat anyway. It was just really cool, nice chilled community feel. It was a uh, good fun. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I um just loved the camaraderie between everybody. Mm. We were having a few little tech difficulties, and everybody was just laughing mm. and 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 having a good time. So. Yes, yeah. it, if you want to have talk. a good time and yeah. some rocket league, yep, come along for sure. Oh, and you know the the other exciting thing that's already happened this week. Mm. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Pentanet GG, and I cannot believe Pete is not here oh, to I scream know. about this. <laughs> he, he so, has a good reason not to be here. I'm not sure yeah. what he can say just yet, but it, it is a not good reason. Yet. Not yet, but. Yeah. Um, so Pentanet made it through the Rumble stage, which I think, you know, they were underdogs to make mm. it through there. Um, we were lucky to be in a group of three teams mm. um, to just have to battle against two other teams and try and beat one of them to get a place into the Rumble stage, which we did, which is awesome. Um, and we've, you know, been playing these round-robin games against the best teams in the world, and, and we... You know, had some close matches but hadn't been winning. Mm. Um, uh, Pentanet were doing a good job of keeping their spirits up and there were lots of Raise Your Koalas on Twitter going on. Um, but I, the, I love that the host did um, the host of um, MSI did a shoey on stream. For, for yes. Yeah. <laughs> so when Pentanet won their game, um, shocks, and I'm not sure who the other person was because mm-hmm. I'm terrible at remembering names apologies mm-hmm. uh yeah they did a red bull shoey which mm. honestly I, I don't know how a red bull shoey would go because it, it's oh, think, kind of sweet and sweat you'd go not, not <laughs> particularly tasty i remember years ago my mate i was out somewhere and my mate was sending me messages about he was doing a shoey so he sent a picture of the shoey and then another one of his wet shoe, yeah, would not recommend. Now shoe is wet because he actually was drunk enough already that he used his own shoe. So go buy yes. a special shoey shoe. That's the, that's the trick to doing shoeies. Oh, yeah. one okay. that doesn't have sweaty feet in it. Yeah. <laughs> so you need a, a prime fresh shoey. That's shoe. it. I hear Crocs are good. That's about the only thing Crocs are good for. You know, they got the holes in them so that they just all pour down naturally. You could even like pour it in the back and take it out the front with a. Croc. Oh, take it out the front. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that would be a, a, a new Bogan <laughs> shimmery <laughs> technique. Um, I'm gonna like, <laughs> so, uh, be right back. I'm just gonna go and uh, copyright that idea. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, you guys I mean, heard they, it here they, first. Well, you heard it here first. Nobody's stealing Jim's idea. <laughs> I mean, they do those glass boots at like beer fests and Oktoberfests and stuff like that. Why not a, a drinkable croc shoe, you know? Yeah, I look. I really like that idea. Like plugging all the other holes with little like stickers, mm. fan stickers. Just have a couple of holes at the front for beer dispensing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got a little bit off topic here, but well, well done, Pentanet. We Just have. seeing them going through it, like their their 
mental state, i got to say. Their mental game had to be right up there. Like, And I've always loved going back and listening to their voice comms and, and seeing what they were talking about. And even when they're getting stomped hard by, by the big teams like Daiwan Gaming and RNG, and they were just having a laugh. Yeah, they they, they so. knew they were the small fish there and they were just having a good time. Have a great time. Mm. And uh, I do have to give a bit of a shout out to yourself and Blue and uh, Mercury and I think even Gamma as well joined us on um, a few of the late nights because in Australia, these games that they were playing, it's international, uh, the events in Iceland. And so we were having games at, uh, you know, 10.30 at night and then another game at 2.30 in the morning. So the Pentanet faithful were up and watching the games. I think these, was, being in Western Australia, the earliest it started was 9 o'clock at night and that was the very first game for us. And, yeah, being in Adelaide, it was, yeah, another hour and a half yeah. on top of that. <laughs> yeah, and our poor East Coast friends and New Zealand oh, folks. Yeah. I mean, if you're in New Zealand, you might as well go to bed first. That's it, go and to bed early and get up. up. Yeah. yeah, get up early. <laughs> Um, but as a special shout out to Mercury because he was uh, uh, casting for us in chat pretty much, which was wonderful getting his insights into, you know, some of the strats and plays that the Pentanet uh, GG guys were throwing out there. Um, but, yeah, picking up picking up the victory against Cloud9 was, was kind of a little bit sweet. I think there's a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, uh, what's the right word? I don't know, there's something extra nice about us picking yeah. up a win against the North American team, so... Yeah, well, considering, you know, for, for those of you that don't know the last sort of 6 to 12 months of League of Legends esports in Australia, there used to be a league called OPL that was running last year, and at the end of that season, it was shut down by Riot Games, and a lot of the players were given a path to go through North America to, to be a professional player if that's what they wanted to do. Some of them took, took them up on that offer and they basically, the, the end result for us was funneling a lot of our best players through to North America. But um, the, the, the Australian League came back, it had some backing from a couple of uh, local businesses here and like Pen- Pentanet.gg's named after a business to start with, it's owned by Pentanet and they got Legacy Esports, um, Gravitas and a few other esports organisations jumped back in as well and we had our own own self-funded competition pretty much and got a wildcard entry to MSI which Pentanet took and they've just shown what we can do even without the backing of, of Riot it's been great to see Yeah, oh no, it's been wonderful and I think that you know, just what um, I was having a chat to Pete about um, at our meeting this week was going from, you know, 1 to 2K followers on Twitter to 20K followers on Twitter um, says a lot about how Pentanet have made the most of this uh, opportunity at MSI. And I think that hopefully that flows on to boosting the LCO. Hopefully everybody that's been watching and following Pentanet pulls in an extra friend to watch League of Legends when the when the local season kicks back off again. Um, uh, Dave Harris, I think it is, the uh, um, one of the leads for the LCO has said that it should be kicking off in the next month. Mm-hmm. So we're just waiting to hear the, the start date. But uh, fingers crossed, hopefully really soon, because um, I just don't think we can afford to wait. We need to, like, no, get on the opportunity. Well, as soon as Pentanet are off that plane, yeah. let's get started. <laughs> well, it does have to start pretty quick because Worlds are in October, are they? 
That's a good question. I don't know I, if things are going to get shuffled a little bit again, just because yeah. depending on on coronavirus, if they're going to be going back to Iceland or if they're going to be doing the bubble in China again, or who knows? But, uh, There's uh, but yeah, still but some either, either way, I think um, they'll be coming up pretty quick. So they get the league up off the ground again and maybe uh, have it go for a little bit longer. But it was just yeah. so good. And yes, Mercury, whatever they're paying, the P- PGG social media manager, it's not enough. Yes. Uh, but I just really hope that, like, all of that um, attention on Pentanet can flow to the LCO, flow mm. to the other LCO teams, that everybody who's been following it and been like me, I have, you know, nursing professionals and digital health advocates and all these other kinds of other people that have, when I've been seeing them in person, have been going, what is race your koalas about? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm hoping all this social media love is just spreading and giving mm. us opportunities to have those conversations about um, esports with people who aren't necessarily in the space, but I think maybe open to jumping on board. Yeah. And I think it would be remiss of us not to mention, like that's been the big one in Australia at the moment for Australian esports, the, the MSI with pentanet.gg in there. But we, I think we also need to shout out the Rainbow Six tournament that's going on at the moment. Um, yep, absolutely. Yep, the Rainbow Six Invitational happening yeah. at the moment. There's been really some brilliant quality games going on there. But, yeah, disappointingly, Wildcard GG couldn't make it just because it was being hosted in France and they, they were still having relatively high levels of COVID cases. Mm. So the federal government just said, no, sorry, yeah. can't 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 let you go for that one. So it, it, um, it happens. It happened to the Vietnamese team that was supposed to be the fourth team in Pentanet's group stages that just couldn't mm. make, make it in the end. So it's uh, you've got to play it safe. You've got to, got to do the right thing by your players and your coaching staff and make sure that, that people are safe. Absolutely. And, and hopefully, you know, as, you know, more vaccinations roll out and countries start getting COVID under control a little bit more, we'll have less restrictions on that kind yeah. of stuff. We can actually go and fly everywhere and take these opportunities. Otherwise, you know, why not just run everything in Iceland? That's right. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I personally think everything should be running out of New Zealand. That's what I think. I would like that as well. That's a bit <laughs> um, closer I'm... to home, a bit nicer on the time zones. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of being able to watch games during daylight yeah. hours, but that's probably that's probably a bit selfish of me because it would be night time for half of the rest of the yeah. world. That sounds like <laughs> the rest of the world's problem. That's, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can get on I... our time zone for once, damn it. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting that we're having interviews with Gabe about um, moving some steam and uh, some uh, mm. stuff to New Zealand. So, but, you know, maybe, maybe. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, Mercury just pointed out as well, Valorant Masters is beginning in Iceland after MSI finishes as well. So for any Valorant mm. fans, they've got the uh, international tournament for that kicking off Sweet. straight away afterwards as well. Man, esports is just non stop and i don't know how anybody's not on board there's there's got to be something there for everybody it's so good like i'm, I'm still waiting for this esports stadium to be built in perth but there's still a few yes. years off, but it was announced a while back and i'm just i'm so keen for when it gets here like last year murdoch university they've got like this community theater that's sort of like telethon run which is a charity over here in western australia and so they managed to get in with them and use this big screen that was on Murdoch University. Pentanet, I think, got in as well and, and chipped in some money for it. And we, we watched the world's final last year on an outdoor cinema screen. Yeah, which That's is cool. cool. 
I am still waiting somebody for somebody from Adelaide to do something. Mm. Like we don't even have an esports pub here. Uh, I'm beginning to think this is something that me uh, I need to do. I need to just pull pull together all my pennies and, and start an esports pub because it's not going to happen otherwise. <laughs> oh yeah, just put in like an extra level at the That's gym. It. The top oh. floor can be the esports pub. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I won't have any problems getting that through council. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so there's a few other things that, we, that have been going on that we wanted to chat about. Um, I know that um, Nico wrote a wonderful article this week uh, for us about a new Amiibo that's coming that gives us some extra yes. functionality, which is making people a bit grumpy. Yeah, so um, I was reading a bit on this today as well. And if you um, haven't already, you should go to GameOnOz.com and check out that wonderful article that Nico wrote there. Um, so basically... Scott, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword is getting a re-release on the Switch. Um, and as you'd expect, there's a couple of little modifications that, that are being made, but this one in particular has got people a little upset. Um, I'm going to preface this with saying that Skyward Sword was probably the least well-received Legend of Zelda in forever. Like, I, I can't... Apart, apart from maybe Phantom Hourglass and having to go back to its temple and redo it over and over again... It, it's the worst console one, I'll say. Like, the hand, handheld ones are different, but the worst console one, widely regarded as that. And it's got two sort of areas to it. So you've got in the sky and then down on the ground. And in the original game on the Wii, yeah, on the Wii, um, what you would do is that you, there'd be holes you could go down through the clouds and then to come back up, you'd have to find a little statue somewhere on the ground and that would send you back up. But those were only in certain places. What this amiibo does now, and it's a good-looking amiibo. Well, it, uh, if you've seen, haven't seen it, it's yeah, like it's, a, a um, skywing, which is the bird that you, you can get around above the clouds with, and the, that's game's version of Zelda, which looks really, really cool. Oh, yeah, um, it looks. Uh, it's called a loft wing. Loft wing, sorry, I knew it was yeah. something like no, that. No, no, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have known if it wasn't up on my screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, th- but what this amiibo does is basically acts as fast travel so and what it means is that when you're down on the ground you can use that amiibo and it'll take you straight up to link's home village called skyloft and you can buy stuff or um there some weapons break so you can get them repaired and you can do other things as well um and then when you use it again it'll take you straight (laughs) down to where you left from so it, Mm -hmm. it remembers where you came from and a lot of people are upset about that because it was it's seen by a lot of people as what should be core functionality and now Nintendo's gone and hidden it behind a an amiibo. Um and I I kind I kinda get it, but part of me is going, this is an additional thing they brought in for the game. If you and from what I'm hearing it's more a port than than a remake. So I don't there are certain things that you can not like Nintendo for, like how crappy their online system is, and mm. and and shutting down the um, the melee smash event from being online last year as well. Yeah. This I don't really see it as such a big issue. Yes, it it makes things longer, but it's a new feature for the game, and yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. I don't I don't have I, a problem with this one. 
I have a lot of problems with this only because Amiibo historically have an awful history of not being widely available. So it's not so bad in Australia, but certainly in the US and across the UK, you might not be able to get your hands on an Amiibo. So if you want to play this game and think, oh yeah, that would actually help me a lot to not want to bash my head through my console <laughs> because it's really, you know, an extra challenge to do, do the original gameplay style. Um, it's, it's just restricting that for people. Um, why wouldn't you want the game to be the best game it can be? I mean, I, I put this on, in, on par with, you know, those games that give you um, boost to your experience so you can grind faster. Like, that's what this feels like to me. Um, and it feels like you're leaving grind in your game unless people can pay for it not to be there or can magically get their hands on this amiibo. Um, but I, t- I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And I guess it comes from me, I've only played through it once and it was years ago on the Wii, so that's a whole two console generations ago. But I don't remember there being too much of a grind to go back. Like there's the occasional time when, oh, this has happened so I need to go buy something or I've taken a lot of damage so I need to go back and buy a potion or something to just to give me that extra bit of security. But I don't remember there being too much of a grind to get back up. And, well, and I, I'm purely meaning time grind. Oh, in yeah, this case. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that, yeah that, and that, that's what I'm meaning as well. Like, mm. and, and whenever you were due to go back up, like after finishing a dungeon or something like that, you ended up being fairly close to a, a statue to get back up anyway. So, well, that's that was my experience with it. So I don't, uh, like I said, I don't see this one being that big an issue. Um, I mean, I, I think the big thing is here, most people aren't going to go back and play the game anyway. <laughs> um, I am. Sorry. I've got it pre-ordered. And I've got the um, the Legend of Zelda Joy-Cons pre-ordered as well. Oh, no way. Yeah, they're really like, Even cool though you ones. didn't really enjoy it, well, you didn't really enjoy well, it that no, much. I, I, no, jump I, I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I said it's oh, widely regarded okay. as one of the one of the worst ones. I actually really enjoyed it, but I I don't mind waggle controls, which, you know, the Wii was all about the motion controls. And yep. a lot of people had trouble with uh, with the the horizontal and vertical slashes and like there was even some diagonal slashes in there that you needed to do. And like this was the game that they invented the Wii Motion Plus for, so it was like a little additional thing that plugged into the bottom of your Wii Mote to give you more, um, more, <laughs> yeah, well, more, more, what's the right word? More accuracy in your controls. Yeah. And and there's if you go and have a look at it, there's there's like clips of um, Miyamoto not trying to demo it on a stage at a big event and not being able to. Because uh, yes. it just it wasn't yes. working quite right, but mm. um, but for <laughs> oh, me, I, I didn't have a super bad time with it, and and I quite liked it. You know, it was it was slightly different, and timeline wise for for Zelda, this is right at the beginning, so there this is kicking off Legend of Zelda timeline wise. Oh, so, uh, it so it's like the origin story. Yeah, it was quite interesting from that point of view for me. So okay, so. I'm going to be annoyed as hell at this and you're not going to really care too much. That's that's where we've landed. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Luckily but, for but me, also, I'm not going to play it. Yeah, but, and, I think, and I think part of that was because I didn't have as much of an issue with Skyward Sword at the beginning. Like, there's mm. so many people did have a big issue with the motion controls, which I didn't really mind too much. You know, like, it's it's gimmicky, but I didn't, didn't really mind. Um, 
and um, and like I, I and part of it's I, I collect amiibo, so I'm going to be getting this amiibo no matter what. So it's yeah. it's not going to worry me that much. In fact, I was looking today to see if it was up for pre-order in Australia or anywhere yet, which hasn't quite made it that far. So, but I will be definitely pre-ordering them because I think there's three amiibos that are missing from my collection. One was is America only. So I haven't, I haven't, I could get it off eBay, but I just haven't gotten around to looking at it yet. And there was a double pack when it got to the point where I thought Nintendo had got a handle on releasing Amiibos. And so I just didn't bother pre-ordering it and then I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, Ah, but yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that was my other problem. Yeah. Mm. You can't find it. It sucks. Yeah. Oh, anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. I, but, I, I I easily get wrapped up in these things. It's like, no. not that important. <laughs> but it could be. It could be. Like like I said, there's a lot. Like Nintendo was trending at one time today on Twitter and all the talk was about locking this fast travel behind a paywall. So it's uh, it, it's a big thing to Nintendo fans. And, and you know what? People are still going to buy it because it's Nintendo. And I, I, <laughs> I was talking to someone about this the other day, I think it was, and it was just like, like I said, Nintendo do some crappy things, but I'm still going to yeah. buy Mario. That's about the only company I've got any brand loyalty to, but I'll still say when they <laughs> when they do bad things. But, yeah, Nintendo still make great games. They do. Mm. They do. They've got a really unique corner of the market that yeah. uh, it's always going to bring us back. I mean, I know I'm going to be getting Mario Golf. <laughs> There's no way I'm not going to be getting Mario Golf. It's... I have a love affair with that game that goes back decades. It's just the way it is. <laughs> How's um new Pokemon Snap going? Pokemon Snap is great. So I have I have to write a review for it. It is coming and I'm sorry it is late. This is my fault. But the my favorite part about this game is that if you are an adult and you want to relive those Pokemon Snap memories, it's 5 minutes it's a each run is 5 minutes or less. Mm. So you go through the map and take your pictures. You're looking at five minutes and it's just pick up and play, right? I can take it off the dock, load it up, do a run, put it back in, off I go. Um, Not that many games these days have that kind of level of just get in, do a level, get out. Pretty much every other game I'm playing at the moment, I'm looking at, you know, 30, 40 minute level cycles or or whatever it might be. So, Or at least if you're playing an open world game, trying to find a spot to put it down in that feels appropriate, just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I want to say it's not addictive in the way other turn turn based games get, you know, it's certainly not like a um you know, civilization or anything like that where your turns over and you feel compelled like you have to go and do another level. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but they do a really good job of pacing out like unlocks and stuff and skills and, and levels opening up as well. So, you know, after every run or two, you are getting a new feature or a new map or a new something, which um, certainly does encourage you to, to, to keep playing along. But uh, bringing back a lot of memories for me, um, I played uh, this game called Sea Life Safari, which is exactly the same, but obviously underwater. Um, I was very late to Pokemon. I got it at uh, Pokemon Snap. I got it when I got a Nintendo 64 when I was a adult because I missed out on getting one when I was a kid. Um, so it's good. Oh, good. good. Yeah. Two thumbs up. 
Two thumbs up. <laughs> Good rating there, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recommended, I believe, is the uh, is the word we're going with. Yeah. <laughs> Are you thinking of getting it or? I, I am. Like, um, I'm not a big Pokemon fan myself. Like probably the Pokemon game I've played the most and all well, it is the Pokemon game I've played the most and I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this is Pokemon Go. That's like, oh, Pokemon Go's great. I'm, I'm still playing it. Like I've played it since like it launched and I'm, it's, it's good, good fun. I've been having, having good fun with it. And just quietly, well, it's another thing I'm not really allowed to talk about too much, but I got into the Pikmin beta as well. So I've been having a go with that. So that's, uh, that's super exciting. Yeah. I will not ask you any questions. Oh, I good, promise. good. I'm, I'm, I meant, as soon as I mentioned it, I regretted it because now I want to talk about it and I can't. <laughs> um, just look, just as long as it's better than, than, uh, a few of the other licensed ones that have come out recently. The, the Ghostbusters one was a little bit sad yeah. and, and the Harry Potter one was a bit, eh, it's okay. Yeah. I might get some hate for that, I, but yeah. I couldn't get into the Harry Potter one either. Yeah, I, I, I like Harry Potter, but I'm not a Potterhead. So, and I, I didn't yeah. mind the, the game itself, um, but it just, I think I was playing that and I was playing, there was a Walking Dead AR game at the time and I was playing that. Oh, and wow. Yeah, it might have even been Ghostbusters too, or it might. And yeah. it just those are the sorts of game mobile games you need to put a lot of effort into. And when one of the core mechanics is you walk to somewhere and do something, you can only really be playing one at a time. And yeah, I just what, what do you mean? You need to be like that guy that had oh, the bike with geez. like the twenty phones across yeah. between the handle parts and just <laughs> <laughs> driving your bike around. That's what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, oh. but yeah, but uh, other than that, the first console Pokemon game I played was Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Um, oh, so wow. Like, and I've I got the one that's got like, the mini Pokeball controller and I just had to play it. Like it was good fun just playing it with the Pokeball. It felt felt right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I um, have very distinct memories of ruining my cousin's life because uh, he loaned me Pokemon and I accidentally deleted his save file oh, no. on his Game Boy oh, no. version. Yeah, so I am on his, like, death list for sure. <laughs> Never been on the Christmas card list since. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> it. Not invited to the wedding. No, no, no. I did bring it up to him and he uh, just doesn't even remember it. And it's just in my mind as one of those moments where I am so careful anytime I am borrowing a game from anybody that's on a card. Just... <laughs> oh, uh, that's the worst. Um, like, actually, that, that reminds me of like, I'm getting slightly off topic because we've got one more thing to, to have a chat about before we finish up for tonight. But that, there was that stream I did a while back and I was going on the retro stream. So I pulled out my old Legend of Zelda ocarina of time nintendo 64 cart and i started playing it i played it for like four hours and it got to a point i've gone it's going to take me ages to get back to where i need to be i know i'm going to do a save warp so save the game and reset it and that's when i realized that the battery on the cart had died and wasn't saving anything oh no i was not happy jan oh yeah i have so many memories of stuff like that happening i one day, um, my my partner used to have to go into the hospital for for treatments, and we were really lucky that we had a TV and could bring in a co- like we actually would bring in a console to play games. Yeah. I was playing Final Fantasy, and we'd been there for a couple of hours, and one of the staff unplugged oh. 
the console because they needed a plug and they did they just didn't even think that, like and fair enough like healthcare is probably slightly more important than my video game but what kind of a gamer also, are you come on jeez uh, <laughs> <laughs> just them pulling the plug on my game i was like no the last two hours of grind <laughs> no Oh. Uh, so yeah. All right. But but moving so on we, from that one. Yep. Um, Disco Elysium. So a while back, Disco Elysium was submitted for classification in Australia here, and there it got refused classification. And it came out yesterday or day before, I think it was, that it has been classified now, which is interesting. Like I'm not sure what they've done to the game or if they've done anything to it. To yeah, you, you know what's the the game was released in 2019 everywhere, but, you know, we didn't get it because classification boards was, uh, in its initial ruling, had said that the drug use in the game had was um, being incentivized. So that's one of their big hot-button issues. If you take drugs and you don't have ill effects from it, take, a, you know, inferred illicit drugs, and then if you get bonus XP or... Um, better focus or something like that, that's going to be a big, big no from our ratings board. Um, Nothing has changed in the game whatsoever. They just got more feedback from the game, the game devs. They, they reviewed the information that they, they looked at last time. Maybe they replayed it. Who knows? Um, But that was the only thing that had bumped them over to not getting classified. And this time around, they've said the drug use is actually disincentivized in the game hmm. so they've just flipped it's interesting like because you wonder if there's something later in the game that did it all because i don't because i don't think the classification board plays a whole lot of it because there's so many games that they must be coming in and movies and although I does this board look after movies and tv shows as well or is uh, it just no, as far games? as i know they're all um separate yeah. oh classification review board maybe not I, I know that the members on each board are, are oh, independent okay. of each yeah. other yeah but um, either way they must get a lot coming through so you know the game developers would probably highlight the i'm going to say worst but that's probably not quite the worst probably the um the things that they think would bump it up to yeah. the next levels and just want make bring that to the attention of of the classification board and then they would decide based on that. So if there was something in the game further on down the line that the game devs could point to or, or just re-argue the point that, well, no, it's not that because of this, then, then yeah, the classification board would change its mind. Yeah. So I do have to specify, the game was out 2019, the final cut, which is the edition that's being reviewed, was released a couple months ago. Yeah, so that is the one that was initially refused a couple months ago. Um, But now they're they're flipping, which is wonderful. So excited to see that they were willing to give it a second chance i think they they had a lot of um feedback from the devs and devs put in the formal reviews and went through the processes they needed to to get it looked at again um and it got fixed so that's exciting but also a little bit worrying like i wonder if there were game companies out there that didn't have the resources to go through the review board process again Mm -hmm. if they just go oh look too hard we won't worry about it 
Yeah, well, there was, oh, I forget the name of the game that Zulu reviewed. Well, he didn't technically review it because we weren't sure that it, if it would be reviewed. And, you know, Zulu himself said that if it did get released here, it would most likely not get uh, classification. So we turned it into an interview with the dev, which was really well done. Um, but oh, I just forget the name of the game. But anyway, um, that that's yeah. sort of a thing that if it's done in the right way, I guess, and and if it presents itself as sort of more arty and then just in there because they wanted to put it in there, you know. I, I feel that there should be some sort of avenue for that because, uh, you know, it's it's a bit of an old argument of games as an art form as opposed to movies and TVs and the the idea that because it's interactive that games have a more of an impact. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I just I feel like there should be some other classification in there that the game should be able to apply for in that sort of a case. I think that the lines they draw on what is acceptable for an adult, mm. I don't personally agree with. You yeah. know, like, I think that... Um, there are a lot of things in different mediums that are okay that aren't in games. And then also considering that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I never have an eloquent way to say, but I just feel like it's quite old fashioned where they draw the line um, and they try to do it in line with Australian law. So, you know, drugs are illegal, so we're worried about yeah. illegal drugs in the game. But, and... but the silly thing about it is, and once again, I can't remember the name, it may have been a Fallout game where one of the drugs was called morphine and it healed you. And the classification board drew issue with that. And so they resubmitted it and changed the drug's name and it was all good. Yeah. So it's this... It's only real-world drugs that they seem to have a problem with, you know. It's uh, it's a bit weird. Yeah, it is. Look, I think I'll have to sit sit down and, and properly go through oh, yeah. all the information about it one day because yeah. I, I honestly get left feeling like one of those people that's screaming about the nanny state, um, mm. which I generally don't do. I like a lot of the protections and... Uh, <laughs> Support that the government give us. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> we do, we do. He he would uh, give us what for. No, um, and he's very eloquent in the way he does it. He, he is, mm. he is. But, uh, no, but I've got the actual ruling here. So um, it was just saying that uh, in this case, the uh, drug yeah in in R eighteen games, drug use is permitted. However, it should not be related to incentives or rewards. And they've said, especially particularly in this game, they've found that it's um, uh, there's character in the game managing their own alcohol addiction and uh, dealing with substance abuse, and there are drug references in the game related to that, but they are never saying it's a good thing. Okay. They're, so, oh, here we go. Here's the exact magic line we want. The game provides depictions and consumption of a drug labelled speed. 
Okay. Um, so in the review board's opinion, this game provides disincentives related to drug-taking behaviour to the point where regular drug use leads to negative consequences for the player's progression in the game. Okay, there we go. That could also come down to drug terminology as well because I'm not really knowing a lot about it. I, I don't know this for sure, but would I've always heard of speed in Australia as a drug, but I don't know if it's overseas. So it could have been something as simple as an overseas developer not knowing that speed was a drug in Australia. Yeah. Oh, I think I, I assume it's a relatively universal term um, yeah, for amphetamines, I, but I don't yeah. know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really down in the, in the drug world. I totally know all the oh, drugs. Yeah. I, I need to up <laughs> my mafia game right now. <laughs> I do so like how, how some some places creatively get around it. Like I always remember Stick of Truth when it came out, and there was a couple of scenes in in there that weren't didn't make it past the classification board. And they're going, well, we don't really want to do about it. And in typical South Park sort of a fashion, they've what they've done is when the scene comes along, they've thrown up a um a fo- a picture of a crying koala saying, "Sorry, Australia, you don't get to see this," and then written underneath what what the scene is basically entailing and they, they did it a couple of times and it's just like i don't know part of me thinks that that just ends up being funnier because they've, yes. they've acknowledged the fact that censorship in australia was doing and the, i think this was this was before we had an r18 rating as well i think sticker truth came out yeah i think so yeah yeah so yeah ma15 plus was the the highest rating that we had so it was just like a creative way to get around it and that was quite funny i thought yeah so I mean, I definitely think we're in a better position now, and the, mm. and the fact that yeah, again, the board were willing to look at it again and yeah. overturn it is definitely a positive sign. Um, so you know, and and, the, and it's good. Nothing against the classification board; they can only they can only recommend based on what what is in legislation. So they they can oh, only they yeah. they have no control over the ratings. They can just apply the legislation to the games as they come in. So it's it's um yeah, it's not nothing against them. It's against the system itself and that probably oh, needs a little bit of changing. Yeah. And I mean potentially at this point I feel like the R18 rating has been established for long enough that game developers should be aware if you want to release this game in Australia yeah. and you're planning to have Sex, violence, drugs. Then here are your parameters. Yes, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Oh, so that's that's about uh, our time for this evening. Thank you for joining me tonight, Natty. It's Mm. been uh, good to have a chat. It has been wonderful to catch up. We need to do this more anyway, even if it's not in front of the the Twitch viewers. But uh, thank you for having me. Start our own podcast. Screw Pete and Dan. We'll go start our own podcast. Oh man, man! I don't know. I, I still like reckon a... like we should record <laughs> our meetings every now and then, and just when we find a good spot, we'll just take that and make that into a podcast because there are some oh, rippers that happen yes. in our meetings. Yeah, but, you know, I, I I I appreciate a lot the frankness of discussion that is in our meetings. Yes. I feel like we might not get to that level of people are being recorded. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I kind of agree with that too. It's a safe spot there too. It'd be nice, but yeah, it's a safe place. Yeah. Um, yes. 
Yeah, so um, look forward to Pete and Dan hopefully returning next week Mm. with some amazing goodness. And I know that we've got something exciting coming up with Jim as well. That's it. Uh, Just straight after this, there's going to be a quick little break and I'm going to come back with our final show for Nuts and Bolts, our uh, World of Tanks ANZ Premier League show. And why it's the last show, you ask? Because the grand final is this weekend, Fortress Melbourne. We're going to talk about that more a bit later, though, straight after this. But, um, but yeah, if, you, if you're around in Adelaide, come along to the meeting and meet the wonderful Natty and also Eddie Joe Williams, one of the strongest men, who coincidentally holds the world record for pulling, uh, I think it was a five or eight ton tank, oh, the quickest. It was stupid quick. And he also did it for a World of Tanks event. Yes. My goodness. Yeah. I was, if anybody needs to catch up on that, I think it was last week's podcast, go and check that oh, out, that interview yeah. with Eddie, because uh, he was talking about how the technique he used was different to everybody else's, mm. and, and he was going against a lot of really experienced competitors going, oh, is this right? Am I doing the right thing? But this it felt comfortable for him, and then he ended up taking it out. So, Yeah, you can check out our podcast. It gets released every Friday um, wherever you listen to good podcasts and also on our YouTube channel. So um, you can check out there. There's a lot of stuff there, and um, we we try and put our shows up there. So we do a show on Thursday nights called Married with Dragons that Rogue Sultana and her husband Ben uh, show off as well. So that's up on our YouTube if you've missed any old episodes, and also the uh, old episodes of Nuts and Bolts as well. So very worthwhile have, having a, a look at that. But, um, but, yeah, come along to the Adelaide Meetup, or even if you're just around your house, sign up for the um, Rocket League community tournament that we've got coming this weekend. But uh, we will, yeah, but that, that's it from us for now. Thanks for joining us. We will catch you in a bit. Ciao. Bye.